0: Good morning and welcome to worship. Today, through a parable that he once told, the Lord Jesus helps us to trust, to celebrate, and to appreciate the fact that God doesn't give us what we deserve. Instead, he doles out blessings based on the rich generosity of his gracious heart. Grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. This morning, I invite your thoughts and your hearts to the word written in Matthew chapter 20, starting at verse 1. Jesus said this to us. Indeed, the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. After agreeing to pay the workers a denarius for the day, he sent them into his vineyard. He also went out about the third hour and saw others standing unemployed in the marketplace. Uh, To these he said, You also go into the vineyard, and I will give you whatever is right. So they went. Again, he went out about the sixth and the ninth hour and did the same thing. When he went out about the eleventh hour, he found others standing unemployed. He said to them, Why have you stood here all day unemployed? They said to him, Because no one hired us. He told them, You also go into the vineyard. When it was evening, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, Call the workers and pay them their wages, starting with the last group and ending with the first. When those who were hired around the eleventh hour came, they each received a denarius. When those who were hired first came, they thought they would receive more, but they each received a denarius too. after they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. Those who were last worked one hour, and you made them equal to us who have endured the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he answered one of them, Friend, I'm doing you no wrong. Did you not make an agreement with me for a denarius? Take what is yours and go. I want to give to the last one hired the same as I also gave to you. Can't I do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? In the same way, the last will be first and the first last. In the name of Jesus, our Savior, dear friends, It's embarrassing to admit, but back in my childhood, there were often some loud arguments on Sunday afternoons. Arguments about Coca-Cola, of all things. You see, my parents had a hard and fast rule. The four boys were allowed to split two 16-ounce bottles of Coca-Cola once per week on Sunday afternoon, and that would be it for the week. And so when Sunday afternoon rolled around, we would reach up into the cupboard and get four glasses and set them up on the counter, and one of us would start pouring, and we'd crouch down and get eye level with the counter and watch those glasses like a hawk. We treated that soda like it was liquid gold. And sometimes, one of us would notice that we didn't get as much as one of our brothers. Mom, Dad, he got more than I did, Tell him he's got to take some out of his glass and put it into my glass. This isn't fair. Human beings tend to have an incredibly strong sense of fairness. That's especially true when one of us stands to get shortchanged on something. That's why it can be so perplexing when we see how God operates when he deals with the people of the world. From time to time, we see people who openly defy and mock and ignore God, and yet they are blessed with incredible wealth or health or fame or power. At the same time, we notice devout Christians who've loved the Lord all their life struggling in one way or another. We see people like that thief on the cross who lived a criminal life and just came to faith literally in his final hours. And yet he's welcomed home to the same heaven, the same paradise that people get who believed in the Lord their whole life long. And we wonder, how is that fair? Through a simple story, a parable this morning, Jesus teaches us a profound truth. We need to stop expecting God to be fair. God isn't fair. He doesn't give us what we deserve. We call that mercy. In fact, instead, God gives us the very opposite of what we do deserve, and we call that grace. No, God isn't fair. Instead, God is breathtakingly generous. So let's turn to this parable and spend some time marveling today over God's perplexing generosity. For the last week and a half or so, we've been hearing in the news all about the UAW strike. They're striking because they don't feel as though they're being compensated fairly for their work. Had they been unionized, these workers in the parable Jesus told may have gone on strike. After all, the landowner didn't seem to be treating his workers very fairly. He didn't seem interested in performance-based pay, and in truth, he wasn't. You know what the landowner was interested in? He was interested in being generous, really generous, giving people far more than they had earned or deserved. And so Jesus begins, indeed, the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. After agreeing to pay the workers a denarius for the day, he sent them into his vineyard. That was a familiar scene in Palestine back in the days of Jesus. Freelance workers would gather in the marketplace at a commonly designated spot, hoping to get hired on to work for the day. That was especially true during harvest time. But there's something unusual that happens here. It's it's the choosing the landowner starts selecting workers first thing in the morning. But then he goes back during the third hour, 9 a.m., and hires some more. Then he goes back at the sixth hour, noon, and hires some more. He goes back at 3 p.m. at the ninth hour and hires some more. And then he goes back one more time at the fifth hour when there's just one hour left in the workday, in in the 11th hour, at 5 p.m., And talk about generous. Notice he doesn't even interview the workers to see whether they're worthy of being hired. He doesn't even ask them what skills they have to offer. They're desperate. They need work. All they can hope for is that someone will give them a chance. I hope we can see ourselves in those workers. God has come to us. Some of the very early hours of our life, others very late in the game. God has come to us and has called us, has chosen us to be members of his kingdom. He's given us a free gift that we have not earned or deserved. In fact, it's the very opposite of what we do deserve. Thanks to this wonderfully generous love that God has showered down upon us, he graciously calls us to go and work in his vineyard. Because you see, Jesus isn't really teaching us about labor practices, nor about picking grapes. In this parable, the landowner, of course, is the Lord our God. And persistently and patiently, through the gospel, administered in word and sacrament, the Lord comes to us and calls us to faith And he sends us his Holy Spirit and plants within our hearts this wonderful thing called faith or trust in the Lord Jesus as our Savior. And through that God given faith, the Lord gives to us the benefit of what Jesus did for the entire world when he died on the cross. He has forgiven your every sin, he's made you to be his child, he's made you a member of his heavenly kingdom. He's written your name in the book of life. He's adopted you to be his own. Ask yourself, why did God choose me? I mean, what do we have that God needs? Do we think it's intellect? Do you really think that we could ever have some genius thought that the Lord never had or never dawned on? Is it maybe our deep determination? Look, maybe we have the kind of faith that scripture says that can move mountains, but are any of us foolish enough to think that the kingdom of God couldn't get by without us? Is it our money that God needs? Do we really think that the one who called the universe, the earth and the heavens and everything in them into existence by just speaking the word needs our cash? Is it that we're just such good people or God saw in us such a wonderful potential? Have we forgotten that we were born in this world alienated from God? With that sinful nature, that God-despising sinful nature stuck to us like glue? Okay, so why did God choose us? The answer, dear friends, is that God chose us because of his generous grace and mercy, incomprehensible grace, grace that is beyond our wildest dreams. It's all about grace. God chose us. We didn't choose him. God chose us not because of who we are, nor because of anything that we've done. God chose us only because God is love, and he wanted to forgive and save us. He chose us to trust in Jesus as that Savior who won our eternal salvation and he calls us in a grateful response to go and live our lives for Jesus as we live and work in the kingdom to give him glory. And it's all because of God's perplexing generosity. Won't you celebrate that love and that grace with me this morning? that God would come to us and say to sinners like us, you also go and work in my vineyard. Listen, no matter where you are in life, no matter what's going on in your life right now, no matter how difficult the road may have become, no matter what you're facing, look at where you are, thanks to the grace of God. You are in his kingdom. You are in his fold. You're a member of his family. You're on that straight and narrow path that leads to heaven through faith in Jesus, your Savior. And friend, that is a great place to be. And that's where you are, thanks to God's perplexing generosity. But really, this parable is showing grace on top of grace. Not only has God graciously called us to work in his vineyard, he generously pays us what we haven't earned. Everything was going fine until the end of the day when it was time to pay the workers their wages. Jesus says, When it was evening, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, Call the workers and pay them their wages, starting with the last group and ending with the first. When those who were hired around the eleventh hour came, they each received a denarius. When those who were hired first came, they thought they would receive more, but they each received a denarius too. After they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. Those who were last worked one hour and you made them equal to us who've endured the burden of the day and the scorching heat. It quickly becomes obvious that this landowner doesn't operate in the usual way when it comes to hourly workers. The longer you work and the more you do, the more you earn, the more I'll pay you. Instead, he chose to pay each worker a denarius. The denarius he agreed to pay them no matter how many hours they'd put in. And though that completely perplexed and irritated those who had worked the longest, he was doling out pay on the basis of his wonderfully generous heart. What each worker really earned or deserved was beside the point for this landowner. And while that was really great news for the ones who got hired at 5 p.m., it didn't sit so well with the ones who spent all day working. What's Jesus teaching you with this parable? How often have you found this idea spooking around deep inside your heart that you've been a follower of Jesus for such a long time? That you've worked so hard to keep your life pure? That you're so committed, that you've done so much for the Lord in your personal life and in our congregational life, that you've lived your life so righteously that God certainly must owe you something great. You know, it's that kind of thinking that led Jesus to tell this parable in the first place. He was talking to his disciples and he had just told them those familiar words, warning them about wanting to get rich. He, he told them that it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven. And they thought about that and then Peter blurted out, he said to Jesus, Look, we've left everything and followed you. What then will we have? We must be going. It must be that we're going to get something really great, Lord. Look what we've done for you. Look what we've earned. Jesus needed Simon Peter, his fellow disciples, and all of us to understand. That getting into heaven is not at all based on our work or our merit. Jesus is warning us here that the kingdom of heaven is not and could never be about anything that we have earned or deserved because that kind of thinking would deny grace. What God gives us is a free gift. And that kind of generosity that he shows perplexes us because that's not typically the way things work in life. You work for what you get. But not in the kingdom of heaven you don't. See, when those workers were grumbling about generosity, they showed that they despised grace. In terrifying words, the Lord says to such people, look, take what is yours and go. Because those who have their hearts set on receiving from God exactly what they've earned or deserved will tragically get exactly that. Because they forfeited grace Those who want to earn their way into heaven will be sent to the hell that their sins have deserved. It's a warning, but please know Jesus is speaking a wonderful promise to you today. He's promising you that everything that you receive from your God is based solely on his grace, his generosity. He graciously pays us what we haven't earned. Instead, he gives us a gift that Jesus earned for us in our place as our substitute. It is his generous, giving heart that led God to want to bring us into his kingdom and forgive all of our sins and promise us an everlasting crown in heaven's glory. That's what a Christian is. A Christian is someone whose heart has been changed to see the hopelessness of saving himself who's been led to believe that Jesus is the only savior from sin who's been led to rejoice in God's gracious way of dealing with sinners. The workers who grumbled about their pay showed that they didn't think God's way at all. They were completely perplexed by his over-the-top generosity. So ask yourself today, is your heart in tune with the working of God's heart? Do you expect to receive wages from God for living right? Or do you expect that you'll be a blessed recipient of his wonderful grace? And what about your spiritual late bloomers? If we're truly thinking God's way, if we truly understand grace, could we ever possibly be disgruntled about someone who hears the gospel late in life and comes to faith and yet is given the same heaven that God has promised us, the same denarius? Could we ever find ourselves grousing about someone like that thief on the cross who only came to know Jesus right in the very final hours of his life, and yet is given the same paradise that is ours through faith in Jesus? Won't we rather admit that we were just as lost as he was? Won't we rejoice that he will inherit salvation together with us as a free gift from God's generous heart? Friend, the next time that you're tempted to think, well, sure, Jesus died for my sins, but, you know, I've been a good person. I've tried to treat God and other people right. I've done so much good. I worked hard for my heavenly denarius. And Stop. And think about this parable. When we keep ourselves focused on the generous heart of the Lord our God, then we'll have a right view of things. And that way, when God someday places his denarius into our hands and welcomes us into glory, then we will marvel that the Lord isn't fair. He's generous. He's gracious. Thanks be to God, he doesn't give us what we deserve. Instead, he gives us what we don't deserve. And because of that, dear friends, we will quite literally be forever grateful. Amen.